0: And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy The Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. As long as they keep on making animated Star Wars, Hope Molnaks and Chris Honeywell will be on the case. Welcome to Jedi's and Jedi. A project that began with Clone Wars and now may never end.
1: Hi everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of J Guys and Jedi, a weekly podcast wrapping up Book of Boba Fett today. And as I said, we're wrapping it up. We're going to be talking about like droids and Peli and, and episodes and all sorts of things today. It's time for the Book of Boba Fett recap. How are you doing, Chris?
2: I'm doing great.
1: Yeah, he, Chris is on vacation, so he was telling me how incredibly well rested he is, while I'm not.
2: Yeah, I just, I just, I, <laughs> I just finished. I just polished off a Mountain Dew at at, at eight o'clock. You know, eight a little before eight o'clock. You know, it's eight thirty now because we we're chatting before. But yeah, yeah, I'm on. I I have things scheduled, obviously, like this, and then tomorrow. Uh, but I mean, this this is fun, you know. And oh yeah. And, uh, I, actually, anything podcast related becomes fun when I don't have work, like snapping at my heels, so then I'm not worried about getting it done. I can actually just sort of do it and focus more on it like art.
1: Yeah, I just ate the last of our like Thanksgiving turkey and I was like, turkey, don't make me sleepy, please. I have to <laughs> focus tonight. Don't make me sleepy, please. <laughs> so I'm just like, all right, let's stay awake. Woo, let's go.
2: I didn't I didn't do turkey for I I did fish sticks for Thanksgiving (laughs) because I for catering at work we made Thanksgiving dinners I mean I don't know how many different orders it was but it it came out to like 440 people
1: you know so I
2: would go and make 440 pumpkin cornbreads and then look at and be like okay there's 35 people with four so I package up 35 four cornbreads and then okay here's a 20 you know a 10 and yeah and it, and it was all like and we, and of course turkey went we turkey stuffing cranberry sauce gravy um, of course the green bean casserole with the with the onions on top and we even make our own onions for it, mm. fried onions
1: yeah, I. Uh, yeah, you do sound nice and rested.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, blah blah blah. Hope blah blah blah.
1: Cool. So you're just gonna do like the entire show, right?
2: <laughs> I ain't got no volusion this time. You gotta ha! get. You gotta get. You gotta get. Hope makes Chris watch cartoons, going better, and I'm gonna have to give volutions. You know, in. In avatar characters
1: i know i know i know i know <laughs> i think about it a lot <laughs> i really do every time something avatar comes up on my tumblr i'm just like shut up tumblr
2: <laughs> avatar doesn't exist anymore
1: dead to me <laughs> so chris i have a question but not to like because we're going to be covering it and stuff like that but just kind of your quick thoughts
2: a question for chris
1: yes Kind of your quick thoughts about that Andor finale?
2: Ah, uh, I can't say enough good things about Andor. I cannot wait to just tear into that show when we when we get to it. I don't know if I've ever looked forward to reviewing to to, to like one of our. You know, I'm really looking forward to Kenobi, but because like Kenobi, like. I'm really. I don't think. I don't think it's gonna stand up to a second viewing as well, but I don't dislike it. But I have very, very conflicted, nuanced, wildly varying. I'm sure. Yeah, conflicted views on it. But Andor. I mean, the thing about it is. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, the man, the stuff like the man, this really gives us something to to chew on and talk about because there's a lot, it, this is densely written and it's, you know, there's, there's not a lot to there, you know, it's, it's not going to be like one of those, like, yeah, this was really cool. <laughs> you know, there, it, it's, there it's is not a lot be, of, this is real
1: cool, but like, not. it's like, not going to wow, be a show a good, of like, it's not going to be a show of like short notes of like hey a Rancor versus Mecca nice.
2: That was really cool to see, you know, and boy it was really cool the way he did that. There's stuff I mean that's just like there's great scenes in it where it's like oh that was really cool. But there's a lot to talk about with how this is set up, how it tells a story, how it how it differs from from other Star Wars or other stories like it or and is it's it's I uh I, I did a post on uh ah, Facebook. Ah, sorry, had to take a sip of water. Um, I think Andor is sort of reminds me of when after the first Star Trek movie they they hired uh, this director Nicholas Meyer, and I believe he wrote the screenplay too. to Star Trek Two? And he wasn't a Star Trek fan. He'd never really watched Star Trek. He was a science fiction fan and a science fiction writer. But he he he'd never really gotten into Star Trek. So he so he went and like watched start watched all the Star Trek at that time, which there was a lot less than there were, you know, the original three seasons in the movie. And he watched that. And he said, Okay, what's this all about? And he constructed a, you know, a story where that drove everything forward, you know, and drove and gave characters, arcs and stuff, you know, gave it a solid story. And it's held up, you know, it's held up by a lot of people. It isn't my favorite Star Trek movie, but it's held up by a lot of people as the best Star Trek movie or, or, you know, their favorite Star Trek movie. And I think this is what happened with the Gilroy's in this is they 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 were not bound by fanboyness and so they were they just didn't feel you know they they were like let's really use it you know use this to, and they did not have to feel the need to th- throw in there's cool stuff thrown in but i have a feeling a lot of it, uh, like a lot of the stuff like in Luther's shop was the set decorators, you know, and having also oh, like that was the,
1: like that was like Lucasfilm creative yeah, creators, that, yeah,
2: probably. yeah, yeah. They, they they were like send the set set decorators into the Lucas vaults to grab stuff that would look good in the the and people like to see it, you know, and so they did that. But there is a you know there is there is zero pandering in this, it, it, unless you're you're pandering to like you know anti imperial sentiment <laughs> yeah it it does you know it it makes you hate the imp- it makes you hate the imperials you know but in um in a non cartoonish way it it actually starts you know doing that thing where you're following both sides and you're and you're fo- and you're sort of you're sort of feeling the characters on the empire side too and then you're just like oh no these people are fucking psychos <laughs> right
1: right that's it, how i felt about ddra
2: yeah, and and uh yeah these people are full of worms and and like you and and they're still you know in their ecosystem they're the good guys you know they they still they all feel they're the good guys you know and uh yeah I mean I yeah I I'm babbling about it because and that's uh at least with the shows we'll have a structure <laughs> we can break it down to each episode of all the stuff that goes on in it because poof boy I like. I don't think this means you have to start making a shit like everything like Andor or a lot of stuff like Andor, but every once in a while you probably should to to deepen your foundation. This 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 really world builds strongly, you know, some of the just this is this is this is, you know like concentrated Clone Wars world building on the earlier stuff. Yeah. What'd you think?
1: Um, I'm just going to give two points uh, for the moment about the Andor finale. Actually three. Point one is this, you know, going into it, Rogue One was my favorite Star Wars movie. And when they announced Andor, like this was the show I was waiting for more than any of the other shows. And absolutely lived up to the expectations and blew them out of the water. Um, the next closest thing that I love to Andor is like Star Wars Visions, which I've been waiting for decades for to have an animated Star Wars. Um, so, like, I I loved it. That's point one. Point two is the music, that marching band <clears throat> sequence.
0: <clears throat> like,
1: oh, that that I oh that entire marching band sequence. It was. Probably well, one of my favorite pieces of Star Wars music since Kevin Kiner's "Into the Star Cluster," which is well, my favorite Star Wars song.
2: One of my biggest complaints with Disney is Disney's sound design is very dogmatic, and I know that like we're seeing Lucasfilm sound design, but when it comes to music in a move in Star Wars stuff, Lucasfilm sound design is very much like disney sound design where it's like we they get really techy with it and make it sound real good but this is a funeral possession pre- p- possession funeral procession with like handmade instrument you know like cobbled together instruments and they like recorded it like it so it sounded like they were outside so when it's coming it down the street like, yeah and that's very rare in Disney productions and in Star Wars productions and it grounded it and it was just, and it wasn't, and it wasn't a syrupy piece of music, which is usually like what they'll write for, for, um, a funeral possession, procession in almost any movie or TV show. It's almost a little overdone. You know what I mean? And this was, this felt like a cobbled together band of mourners playing. And the song is sort of the, it's got the Andor theme in there, but it's just, it's, it's a perfect funeral song. It's sad. It's kind of creepy. It's kind of hopeful. It's.
1: And then it turns into like the March. A little odd. Like when the pace picks up and it becomes the March towards the, like the riot lines.
2: Yeah. And it Ooh. sounds like it might have been written on another planet, you know, with a different with a you know, it doesn't sound like a lot of times. And this is a lazy thing is that they, they'll, for something like this, because it's just they'll go after like something sounding very Irish, you know, like an Irish m- m- song, because there's a lot of really sad Irish music that's and it's played with with, you know, very basic instruments and uh, stringy instruments and stuff but they didn't they just went for something that ah, uh, uh, it's uh, yeah i can uh, i can't wait to i can't wait to get and listen to the soundtrack to this
1: i have one more point show. that i want to say yes so my third point that i will say at this moment brasso slapping a fascist with marva's brick is- <sighs> Star Wars. Peak Star Wars. Star Wars peaked then, and it will be a long time since I hit that high. You know how, like, my favorite moment in all of Star Wars is Ahsoka Invader on Malachor and Twilight of the Apprentice? Brasso uh-huh. slapping a, a fascist with Marva's brick might just take that away.
2: Just okay. slap that one off the screen? Yeah, because god damn it, man. You know, I, I, just, ha- I, 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 just I have not gotten Brasso. that excited over a Star Wars quote unquote action scene and at, so, you know cause usually it, it ends in a big special effects you know set piece or something no this guy like you know they build it up they build up all the stuff up to that point and you know some prick has to go kick over our favorite robot <laughs> kick over the fucking robot man And and Brasso who's like the fucking like gentle guy, <laughs> gentle oh. giant guy of everything, just his face turns dirty beat like a uh, dirty beat red. I drop kicks a guy in the chest, turns around and then just smacks somebody's face off with her brick. And like meanwhile, her her like <coughs> force <laughs> ghost is <just> like, yes,
1: <laughs> yeah. I actually just wrote about Brasso, and um, about how he just is the embodiment of what the rebellion is, because he is just a guy. When we meet him, he's just a guy working a nine-to-five, and you see, like, it's all about community, and he, when his community is threatened, that's when he steps up, and he just represents everything that the 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 rebellion is because it, it's like what Yoda says to Ezra. It's not about beating your enemy. It's about how you fight. And just like how Rose says to Finn, it's not about beating what you hate. It's about saving what you love. And Brasso is both of those. He chooses to fight for his community. That is the how he fights. And he chooses to save what he loves. That's why he fights. He's not a trained fighter. He's not... Like a soldier. He works at a scrapper yard at a nine to five. He's just a guy. Oh,
2: God. I just realized Elon Musk quoted Andor.
1: Oh, when, fuck when, him. When, he,
2: when he let Kanye back on the platform. And instead of saying what you. Instead of saying what you, he said what ye.
1: Oh, my God. I hate that man. sorry
2: i didn't mean i i didn't mean to drop that turd in in the we're, conversation we're
1: talking about brasso the best character in star wars <laughs> no but yeah i i just wrote about it for for work and uh-huh so that those are my three thoughts that i cuz i know we're going to have so much more to say later but the finale was amazing and it was andor is everything i wanted it to be and i can't believe we had to wait like 2 years for it to come back
2: uh, well no I'm fine with that because you know what take your time guys the, the, not a second of this looked cheap not a second of it looked cheap or hurried or like or half-assed because they were running out of time every frame of this was like cinematic and beautiful so mm-hmm. if it takes 2 years take that 2 years they've already started filming it so
1: I think this, it's, yeah, I, I think they're they're starting in the sp- late like next year because they're finishing up the scripts now
2: well they said they've already they 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 were filming scenes with um what's his name the 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 psycho
1: osyra karn
2: is that his name the the the, the radicalized
1: little guy yeah. who is essentially like a school shooter
2: yeah yeah the incel He's, i thought he, he i thought he it, was
1: going to murder his mother i, I seriously thought I, I, he was
2: I guess he did an interview and said, "Oh yeah, we've already, I've already, you know, I was the first one, I was the first one who had scenes going." So they're probably shooting. They're probably shooting all the like dialogue scenes now. Yeah. And then,
1: Tyrell reminds me of people who are radicalized who become mass shooters. Like I seriously thought he was going to murder his mother and then go to Ferrex. Like I, if if his mother died. And, and he killed her. I was not going to be surprised. Because he reminds me so much of the description of, of those kinds of people.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, mm. yeah.
1: hmm Anyway. Four words. Boba Fett. Yes. Well, if you have never done a recap with us before. Hello, welcome to a recap. This is how we do it. Um, so Chris and I asked, I uh, have questions that both of us answer, and they're just general questions. And then we have questions that we have written for each other. And then I get to do the evolution at the end. And the evolution is gonna be a slight surprise. I don't think you guys are gonna be expecting it. We'll see. <laughs> I'm tired. Anyway, you ready, Chris? I'm ready. First question. Rank all the episodes of Book of Boba Fett and why. You want to go worst to first? Sure. All right. What was your worst episode of Book of Boba Fett? And I I just want to clarify for me, I liked all of them. So when I say worst, I mean, that's not saying a lot. Like, everything was good to great, so...
2: I I had it spelled wrong. I had from the desert comes a stranger, but it's from the, from the desert comes a stranger. I had from the desert comes a stranger, actually. (laughs) But, But I just fixed it. Yeah, that, it's, that was my least favorite, even though it had Cad Bane in it and stuff. It was just kind of, the second time through, it was kind of disjointed and it was that the 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 cross between like a good chunk of it being set with with um, uncanny valley luke and grogu and then into you know cad bane's introduction it was just kind of a very very groundworky sort of episode and it I, it didn't vibe as much with me. The, the the bloom of like seeing the, the next evolution in fake Luke Skywalker didn't didn't hold through the second viewing as much. Not that I think not that I felt it was like hor- horrible. But yeah, my my least favorite it was my lowest scored episode.
1: Mine was the Streets of Mos Espa for a lot of those same reasons. Like that episode feels very disjointed to me because I, I remember like a week or two after we recorded for that episode i was like no the mods are episode four and you're like no they're episode three because it really does feel like two episodes where you yeah. have everything with like the tuscans dying and then everything with the mods and to me like they never stuck in my brain as the same episode it felt like two completely different episodes to me and so like when it comes to that like I, I like everything in the episode, minus the killing of the Tuscans. That—that's the other reason. Like that is just handled so poorly. I still don't like that decision. I think they could have done it a bajillion other ways. But I—I I, I also I like the intro of the mods and stuff like that. But it just—it it just felt like a lot of stuff was happening. Like Black Corsantin was there, and and like he like Black Corsantin yeah. like shows up to fight Bulba and is back to tank, and um, it just felt like stuff happened. But not... It just felt like stuff happening. But not like... Substance. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah. Well...
1: So... And it also felt just... just that, that to me is the most disjointed of all the episodes. There's just... Things that should have more emotional... weight. Like the killing of the Tuscans is like a 60 second scene. Like... They're dead. He burns them and moves on. And it should be like this huge emotional moment... With like the music and blah And all this emotional resonance... And even Tamora Morrison said it wasn't for him either. He wishes it was a bigger moment. And when your lead actor is saying that about that scene? Hmm. So. What was your second one, Chris?
2: Uh, Return of the Mando. So five and six right so, in a row.
1: I'm so surprised at those two the Mando ones because are, are so low.
2: Um, I, I I'm actually like was just more into the vibe of the boba fett stuff although i enjoyed the mando stuff it just it was kind of like you know it would have especially this one just had the sort of like okay here's a little scene with boba fett you know a little bit with boba fett and the rest is is going to be the mando and it just it's i like it better than the other one but like I I prefer the ones that are pure, that are more pure. Boba Fett, you know what I mean, more pure set in that in that storyline, you know.
1: Yeah, I get that. Um, for me, mine was the Gathering Storm, mostly because I wish it did more with Finnick, and it feels very clunky. Um, that, I mean that's a general thing. I I just wish there was more Finnick development overall. But, like, it, it, it's a cool episode and it's fun, but it also just kind of feels a little rushed. Like, Finnick in a single scene goes, you're crazy, I don't, you know, I don't believe what you're doing, I don't want this. And then they have a scene, and then she's like, yeah, I'm totally loyal to you now, let's, let's do this. go! Yeah. You know, it just, it just, it feels like a very clunky episode, even though there's a lot of stuff I like in it. Like the rabbit droid and them getting the, uh the ship back and everything. So I do like the episode, I mean it has the bridal carry in it, so that's great. Um, but like it just, it just feels a little flat and a little rushed, because characters beats are not this show.
2: Yeah. This is not a show for
1: character beats.
2: How convenient that you said The Gathering Storm, because that's my number five is The Gathering Storm, for pretty much the same reason. It's uh, it's good. I mean the, the the whole sequence with the rabbit droid is great you know I love Oh, so good. It's very it's handle, it's a, that's a very Lucas Star Wars moment and for some reason it's it's got vibes well I mean it's got a grievy reference in it but it's totally it's got vibes of the prequels and the sequels going on in that scene for some reason and and I and I really liked it but yeah it's kind of a disjointed and uneven episode it's 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 not as as i i I guess maybe i'm like ranking by tightness of story you know story cohesion as we go up because that seems to be the running theme in in mine although there's 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 one in there that's definitely in there for just like a cool sequence (laughs) yeah what's your number five
1: mine is from the desert comes a stranger um i i really like this episode a lot more than I remember watching the first time because I remember I did not like any of the Luke and Grogu scenes, um, but I liked right. it a lot. I liked it a lot better the second time, even though I still stand by they chose the most boring version of Luke Skywalker instead of giving him, you know, a personality. And Ahsoka's fine in the episode. I, I like the role that she plays for Den, um, it, But and and so like and it's cool to have Cad Bane seeing Cad Bane in live action, man. That's just. I I, I thought he looked moment. better
2: the second time too. Yeah, like
1: it. that's that's a moment right there. That's just a moment, and him facing off against Cobb Vanth. There's just a, like a lot of really cool, fun stuff in that one. Um, I'm still it, it's lower because I'm still on the fence about them like doing all the Din Grogu stuff in Boba Show because I feel like the the two Mando episodes. Should have been part of season three, and they could have been at least like four episodes themselves <laughs> or something like three or four episodes themselves. Um, so but but even then, like, I that that's a small gripe because I really like that episode, but um, yeah, so we're starting to get from my good to great level. So, what was your number four?
2: Uh, Streets of Moss Epsa, your least favorite hit me well I'm not saying it's a great episode, but it was kind of this okay, after the first two episodes, this was this is like the Rosetta Stone. This is the one that sort of tells you what's what to expect, you know, going forward. At least in the Boba Fett, you know, it didn't it didn't give you any hint as to the, the Mandalorian popping up and everything. But this is where the this is where the tone shifted from the like sort of like somber mythological storytelling of the first two episodes into the more comic booky you know light-hearted um even low budget you know aspects of the show so that's why i put which i like all that stuff so that that's why this one's here this one's sort of the one that like this is the sort of like this. okay this is what to expect going forward from Book of Boba Fett
1: I
0: this still is sort st-
2: of the like this is sort of where it went really Robert Rodriguez
1: I still stand by that the chasing with the mods and the major domo is great and you're all mean
2: I like
1: it I, I love it. Like
2: it as much the first time but the second time I'm just like this is for fun this is this is telling you just have fun okay it's <laughs> saying don't it's it the stakes are the stakes are obviously not like life and death and they, they sort i mean this in this wider story yes but it's it's a piece of comedy you know it is a piece of physical comedy it's not it's it's a it's a it's a chase from like uh uh, i can't remember i think it was wacky races you know it was an old 70s oh yeah yeah, yeah. it's like it's it's an episode of wacky races you know in in a lot of the same way that the pod race was yeah like
1: like for me it screams prequels but it's also like this is if that if that scene was filmed when the original Star Wars would, was filmed, that would be a piece of like cinematic history.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. 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 yeah it, it's it an no homage to that,
1: to that film and
2: style. Just, just, you know, okay. <clears throat> People are like, Oh, it's a 10 mile per hour chase. Well, just cause you have speeder bikes that can go 200 miles an hour and chase each other around through, you know, Redwood trails and stuff we're not dealing with jedis here you know either these are you know you're navigating through a a, a you know town a densely packed town with you know just narrow roads going through it you can't go 200 miles an hour it's not you know you would just crash instantly so it's just you know it's it makes sense in that in that context and it's also they're chasing a guy who's like taken off in his Studebaker. You know, he's not a he's not like, you know, uh, a trained assassin hopping on his souped up bike to get away. He's just he's just a, a, a you know, a, a dude. A, yeah, he's just he's just a a a a, a,
1: a toady. A,
2: a, I'm trying to think of the name, a civil servant. You know, he's just a, he's just a paid civil servant, you know, and he's got his his clunky but reliable you know land speeder to get away in and it's uh it's awesome it's awesome yeah
1: so before i say my number four i just want you to know that my number four and my number three are pretty much tied for different reasons and when i wrote this this was just my mood but like looking at it now i was like no i could switch i could swap those so just know that my three and my four are tied depending on my mood um So currently my number four is Stranger in a Strange Land. Um, I just think it's a solid opening. It is, it sets up like how, it it does all the work it needs. It addresses the Sarlacc pit really fast, just gets it out of the way. It it starts off the story of Boba and the Tuskins. has the Harryhausen monster in it, um, and it sets up a lot of show. I I just, I think it's a very solid opening um, and a good opening episode, so. I can't for the life of me remember anything that happens in it (laughs) at this moment as I open my thing. Um, Oh yes, that's when the court happens. Okay, Hope, don't judge Hope. She wrote this a week ago. (laughs) I'm trying to remember why I wrote it like this. Um, But yeah, I think it's a, a really good solid opening episode of the series, so... What is your number three, Chris?
2: Ah, uh, tribes of tattooing. Yeah. Uh, th- this is, this this is, just it's just Star Trek or Star Trek Star Wars action. Per- just perfect. You know the the train, the train chase, is. Just so visceral and forward-moving and simple, and reflects all the characters involved with it. Even though you have like lots of people in Tuscan outfits, you can tell who's who. You know, and it's just it's just a very nice piece of it's. I mean, that's Robert Rodriguez's bread and butter, and and then on top of it, they throw that that robot train conductor in there. <laughs>
1: And he just that eats himself out the window <laughs> eats himself
2: out the window after but like he works as hard as he can he's he tries his hardest to to and he and yeah it's and the and just oh, his wait, 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 wait. the physicality mis- of that robot
1: we're missing the best part he throws himself out the window and then turns into a spider and crawls and away
2: spider crawls away yeah i mean and and, and and it's edited and visualized with that George Lucas like it's got a beat you know it's 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 and there's a beat to Star Wars you know the way Star Wars shows you stuff it shows you all this stuff and then just like we'll throw in an extra little detail at the very you know at the very end that just like colors it all in you know and uh yeah this is this is just a perfect example of that love that episode
1: well my number three um is in the name of honor it's just a great fun finale it's so yeah. much fun everybody shows up pelly is there getting the major domo he get like they flirt you get the rain versus the mecha Grogu shows up, does a Jedi thing. Din and, and Boba are out there kicking ass together. Fennec has her badass moment of killing all the leaders. You have, like, all the... Like, the like, Black Persantin and Captain. Like, it's just... And then Cad Bane is there. Like, it's a popcorn finale. It is so much fun to watch. Does does it have, like, deep, deep, like, hard-hitting substance? No you. it's just fun and it's just a fun finale to watch and I I think it's 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 solid. I, I think it has the show has a solid opener and a solid closer. I, I think it'd be stronger if they invested more into the character work. It could have been more substance before what it is on the surface. It's a shit ton of fun. I don't
2: think it was going for that though I don't think that that was it's 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 uh function
1: No nope, as much. Nope and kowinki Dink, I wonder what your number two is
2: how 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 great that it works out that way um uh, my number <laughs> two is in the name of honor um I like honestly this might have ended up low way lower on my list the first time around but the second time around Same. I was just like oh this is just fun this is just fun they're just you know and it is pandering in the best sort of way you know they're just like we're having fun here you know we're not afraid to throw in some just doofy comedy with Pelly hitting on the major domo and losing her tooth
1: <laughs> spits out her tooth like it's nothing i love Pelly <laughs> i love her and, so much
2: uh, yeah and uh you know, Grogu leaping into into the Mandalorian's arms is just—you know—it's yeah. just—it's just having fun. It's—it's—it's it's, it's giving the audience what it wants, without—you know—without being stupid about it. And it is kind of stupid, actually, but being the right amount of stupid. It's like a fun comic book. It was just—it was just pleasurable to watch the whole time. You know.
1: Absolutely. Um, my number two, and if you would have asked me the first time around, I watched this show, it probably would have been much lower. But I love Would have been Return-
2: higher for me too. That's a yeah. funny thing.
1: I know, right? I'd love Return of the Mandalorian, that's my number two. I taking out my concerns aside of should this be Mando season three, throwing that out the window, I think it's a solidly written episode. I love what it does for Jenna as a character. I love how it like he is stripped away from his mando life. I adore the scene of him and Peli fixing up the new the Naboo starfighter. It has so much symbolism wrapped up into it. I love everything with Peli because you guys know I have I love Pelimoto. It has the fucking BD droid, the BD well, droid.
2: Um, it, it it doesn't have the BDSM droid in it though. But
1: no, that's probably. You know what else? You know what
2: else is? You know what else is really nice about this episode? It gets you off tattooing for a little while. Yeah. And something with, you, you know, seeing space and and a weird you know, a weird ring ring, sort of, structure over a planet and stuff. It's 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 just neat. It takes it takes you in another visual direction, and yeah. it has a and it has a great uh, like hot rod scene at the end
1: yeah it has the the flashback scene with the destruction of mandalore in it um there's just it it doesn't
2: pot the backwards pod race track
1: yeah there's just so much in the scene that this episode that i really love a lot um oh one came into my brain as you were talking what was it um oh 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 oh. dang it i forgot what i was gonna say oh we get like some dark saber lore and stuff so yeah like i just i really liked this episode i think it's very well written it gives us lore um it shows like why den is a foil for boba and like why he's here and how because they're on the same the same but different paths um yeah i really love return the mandalorian and chris what was your favorite episode of the season
2: the first episode stranger to strange land My only like quibble with it maybe was like, it definitely was sort of like, okay, we're going to start this out like the Mandalorian, you know, very, you know, like the more like the second episode of the Mandalorian, you know, where he's just, you, you know, where it's very visual storytelling. It's a very basic, basic story. And it's sort of a classic story of like, you know, like it's sort of like a Dances with Wolves type of tale, you know, a fish out of water story. And but it's just very, very well done. Tomorrow Morrison gets to like uh, this is this is a Star Wars where we finally get to see the guy act, you know, and that's the thing with Star Wars is like in, in the prequels so far we've had. we've got um, Tamora Morrison finally getting a chance to act in, not in his original role, but in, you know, as, uh, but luckily he played a role that makes him able to play a whole bunch of characters, just as himself. (laughs) Um, We've had the character who played Uncle Owen, who had nothing to do in the prequels, get to actually show that he's a really good actor. And the The poor woman who got to play Mon Mothma and never really and got all her scenes cut, is now gets a chance to show that she's fantastic as Ma- Mon Mothma.
1: God, she's so dang good.
2: She's going into Star Wars history as Mon Mothma. That is and, Like, and right. she's just in a couple cut scenes in the in the prequel, you know. And it's just like, well, wow. <laughs> he made a good choice, and and then he did nothing with it. <laughs> but uh, yeah it's uh, 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 my 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 number one and number two are the like first and the last episode so
1: my number one is the traps of tatooine i think it's a beautiful episode it's gorgeous i love a lot of the physicality of it because they're talking different languages i love the sign language the train yeah. scene for everything you said i love as well But I I very specifically love both the dream sequence, which touches everything in Boba's history. Oh, yeah. And also him making his gaffy stick like that. Going into like the final dance around the fire like that is just a beautiful scene. That is a beautiful series of scenes and the work it does for the Tuscans by like showing the indigenous people of Tatooine. Um, I know it was important for a lot of fans. It was gorgeous, and it absolutely rewrites the history, and it makes you rethink next time you watch the original trilogy. When when Luke is like, "Ah, the Sand People, they're gross." It's like, mm, no, they're actually a really beautiful culture. Luke, you're just a little farm boy. <laughs> yeah,
2: shut up, colonizer.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. And so it just rewrote, like. Re- recontextualized that's the word i'm looking for it recontextualized so much about the tuscans yeah and and their world and it has the very famous line of like a panther <laughs> which is still like the best line of the show um, well it,
2: it also it also makes anakin killing all those those uh tuscans and the prequels even more evil
1: you know right like because it, it just completely recontextualizes everything with the tuscans prior to this and like the mandalorian started that in season two with the cop Vanth episode, but this like took it to like yeah. 20. Um, yeah. So I no, just. No, that I...
2: one was, that one just sort of, that one, that one gave a hint at it, but it just sort of did this like, ah, the Mandalorian, he's got a, you know, he's, he's, he's special, you know, he's, he's such a badass that the Tuskens even, you know, have accepted him and he's, you know, it, it, it almost, it, it didn't have the same same thing as seeing like somebody who is brought into their tribe, you know.
1: Yeah, like it, the man, that, the Mando was like it. The Mando set the table, but Book above that was right. The
2: right. Well, the Mando is some is the rare person who who like has like actual respect for them, you know, in the, in his dealings with them. And and that there's mutual respect whereas Boba Fett became became one of them, you know?
1: Yeah. So all right. Next question. I'm gonna let you take the first part of this because I agree with your episode, so I'm gonna your episode. I agree with your answer. Um and so I'm gonna take it a different way. Sound good? Sure. Who is the best developed character of the season and why? It's,
2: it's- it's the book of Boba Fett. It's all, it, 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 just really is Boba Fett, you know, almost everybody, almost everybody else's character arcs are sort of like bent around his too. You know, they have their arcs, but it's also, they're all sort of bent together in his gravity. So yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, I guess that's how it should be.
1: Yeah, I, I feel the same. Like it's Boba's show, and it's about his reinvention. I, um, some
2: characters, some of the some of the little side characters, like the major domo, get actually more character development than you would expect in the show, even though it's not a lot. But they get more that you, the 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 characters that start out sort of caricature, you know.
1: Yeah, um, I agree. Like Boba is the most developed character, um, and so since we had the same answer, I wanted to toss in Din. Not really character-wise, but plot-wise, because the two episodes with him like really put him like really set up the third season of his story. So like even the so like he the biggest character thing is he was stripped of his title as of being a bando. That was really his biggest thing in, in getting Grogu back. But plot-wise, Den got a lot in the show too, because it was all set up for his show. So he was, he's like my honorable mention under Boba because his like two and a half episodes did a lot for him, um, for him and Grogu and stuff like that. So who was the least developed character of the season for you?
2: Well, it was all of the mods. And I'll tell you why, because the, the precedent was set with the with the good movie Quadrophenia and the great who album Quadrophenia incredible who album quadrophenia and the good movie. That's probably a great movie because it has the music of (laughs) quadrophenia in it, but it was about the mods and the rockers and basically they're teens. They are a teen gang. So they are only allowed the caricatures of a teen teen game. They talk about like, you don't know what it's like on our planet and, and all that. and They get lines to that effect. We're never shown it. Uh, and I think the thing that, that that the mods needed beyond even like more time to like talk or to to show their characters, I think we needed to see the mods at home, not all of them, but some of them see what the home situation is, you know, to see see them as as children because they're children. So like some of them might not have parents. But some of them are like probably going home and they're just like, did you do your space homework? Mom, I'm going out with my friends, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, I hate that. I I hate that that fake nose that you've got, you know, <laughs> you know? but that I mean, at that age, <laughs> their home life is tied. At, you know what I'm saying?
1: I'm,
2: laughing, and, I'm and, laughing at the fake. nose. that's funny. It's you know, it, I'm, you know, it's I mean, basically, they're just like, you know, but. You know, the, the 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 it's, um, analog to tattoos and piercings and stuff like that. But counterculture. Yeah, and there's and the and the parents hate it, or sometimes I have parents who encourage it and stuff like that. But if you wanted to know the mods better, you had to see the mods at home where they had where they were acting like kids with their parents. You know, whether it's like, mom, dad, you're so uncool, or some of them have good relationships with their parents. But that would have humanized them more as 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 they are their caricatures. You know, they were sort of color coded and and, you know, just sort of like they were just sort of comic book characters who were like, you know, all got a chance to show show off their individual mods at one point, you know, in battle. Like this guy's like, oh, I can burn through your, (laughs) you know, burn out your carburetor with my hand torch and, you know, all that stuff which is fun but yeah it's the, as far as characters go you really can't read into much of any of them you know yeah beyond just just on the surface what they've said you know so yeah the major domo you can fill in his whole life you know the the water merchant you can fill in a lot about him from his character and stuff but the mods not as much you know
1: for for me um because at first I was like, you could choose just about any of the side characters um, to fill us in. So I, I decided I, I wanted to focus on, like, the main stars. And I said Finnick, because she just was kind of the same key across the board. Like, we do get her one episode where she's just like, no, you're full of shit. But like I said, a scene later, she's like, I'm loyal to Boba now, I guess. Um, but for the rest of the show, like, she's just kind of there, and she doesn't get to do a lot other than just being, like, the voice in Bopa's ear. And, like, Ming-Na Wen was, like, billed as the co-star with Tamora Morrison, and she just doesn't get a lot to do all season other than just no. kind of be there.
2: Well, they have sort of – you know what that reminds me of? Like, huh. the, the divorced older people – relationship or like or somebody's a widow or widower or they never got married or something but they meet in their 60s you know and they and they just go like and and it's usually divorced or widowed because they have usually been in a relationship before but that there isn't much there isn't much going on there as far as like the romance goes like how they romanced each other it's like when you're sick you're in their 60s and you want a relationship and you meet somebody and go like Hey, I like you. I like you. Okay. And you hit your wagon to him, you know, and you just, it it just reminded me of that. Like it reminded me of my, my grandfather was a widower and, you know, just sort of like met a woman and they're like, okay, we're hanging out now. <laughs> and that was that, you know, there wasn't, the, he, he didn't have to like, you know, rom, you know, romance her or anything. They were like, Hey, we get along really well and we don't want to be alone. And that's, I mean, there, it doesn't seem desperate, but it just seems as if it's more not a desperation thing is more of like 60 years old. I already know, you know, I'm not I don't need any of the bullshit spangled around this. Let's just, you know, we like each other. Let's hang out. You know?
1: Yeah, both, I mean, both,
2: both don't want to be alone. Let's uh, let's you know, I, 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 I think your respect, you know, you fall into my you know, I'm probably not going to meet anybody that's going to you know that we might as well take advantage of this situation that we both are like compatible
1: yeah i just i just wish See, overall... I fully embraced
2: the ship okay i'm fully embraced it
1: i was you're going to laugh when you get to the the question that you gave me cuz it stumped me so chris uh, gave me that i wondered the most... why there was I, I thought either
2: i stumped her or she came up with something so good that she doesn't she wants to drop it on me at the
1: or I will she say... just
2: missed that question
1: I will say I phoned a friend, <laughs> and, and we'll get to that. I phoned a friend. That's okay. You
2: can You can. You can and, hit up a lifeline. I don't care you, as, lo- you, as long you as the stumped, fun.
1: You stumped the phone a friend,
2: too. <laughs> hey! Oh, you wanted to get me in on it. It Was yeah. it the same friend that, yeah, you guys want yeah. to get me in on that shit, Uh-oh, and now that I'm in i have been on definitely it. I
1: for that one, and you
2: stumped now phone that fun, I'm so. Now that I'm in on it, I'm messing you guys up with it.
1: Right, right. So um but yeah, like the I overall chaos. I but oh overall I just wish Finnick did more this season. Um I don't feel like she had much development and she just kind of was like always there but not really doing anything. So I, I kinda wish she just did more in the season overall. Who were some of your favorite side characters and why? Um we have some of the same ones I see.
0: Where is where is my answer to that?
1: Well, as you look for it, oh, it's right under the question. It's right here. See?
2: Oh, oh, Jesus Christ!
1: <laughs> I was like, I don't, right yeah. here. <laughs> um, black
2: chrysanthemum for one.
1: Chrysanthemum?
2: Um, I mean chrysanthemum. Um, because a, it's good to see Wookies. But they got a really good Wookiee actor. This guy's good. He's he knows how to he he's enjoying being in the Wookiee suit. And he like you just get his character. It, it's it's perfect. It's he's fun to, he's he's fun every second he's on screen. Even if it even if it's sort of cheesy car, comic book farting, he came out of the comic books. So boom, he's come to life. It's
1: I mean I I also have Black Kersantan, too, because I think he's just, he adds so much. And, and like, one thing that that didn't really come up in any of the answers um, is I love that the show has so many aliens. It's so pulpy in that. And, like, there are so many, like, you'll have, like, uh, Trandoshans and, of course, the Matrodoma and Black Kersantan. Like it's just st- it's chalked full of aliens in a live action, and it's what yeah, I'm missing. And,
2: and kiss that goodbye for the next two series that we do. And,
1: oh, and the Gamorrean guards too. Um, yeah. I oh, I forgot about them. They're they're
2: they're they're, they're so lovable. awesome.
1: They they really are, and I still hate that they die. Um, so <laughs> yeah, so I I have that too. Um, I'm going to say the major Domo, even though we both have him, because he's my favorite character of the show other than Pelly. but like, <laughs> like characters just from this show. I love the major Domo. I love that he's a little toady. I love that he, he has just some of the best one-liners. And I just like, I love like Boba Pet comes in and he's just like, I'm here to see the mayor. And the major domo's like, do you have an appointment? <laughs> Mr. Well, he's one on of those kids
2: he walked the line with me because he was like a little too broad at first. He's one of those characters that the first time he showed up, I'm like, that was amusing. I don't want to see. More. I, it's not going to, it's not going to wear well, but actually he got like the more he was on, the more appealing his character was. So, mm-hmm. you know, the actor, the actor really like was, uh, you know, they were, they were really good at making him very annoying at first. And then making that annoying part actually appealing about him, you know, like why you like to see him. So that yeah, yeah, he was developed very well, for you know what little side character development he got, and.
1: Just his whole scene with the pikes at the end. He's like, "Hello and salutations." I have the terms and agreements of Boba Fett. And he looks at it, yeah, and His yeah, face yeah. just drops when he reads, and he's just like, "Oh no, I'm about to die."
2: <laughs> well, it's it's like watching it's like watching a light version of Better Call Saul because this character is always going to save his own skin. You know, he's always going in, but he's always going to make sure he's coming out with his own skin. It's always fun, always fun to watch. And I got the bunny droid on there because the bunny droid was just. Wonderful,
1: yeah. The rat other... catcher, yo, yeah. The rat catcher, and how like he just like shuts down because he's scared. He's just like, Aah. he's just
2: like he takes he he really he really goes the extra mile to escape, and then is just like, screw it, I'm turning off. Yeah, I
1: just and I love that Boba is just like, do you know who I am? Because no, <laughs>
2: <laughs> a little
1: robot. <laughs> do you know who I am? And the bunny's like, I don't know you. Ah. <laughs> he um, sits
2: the robot down in the corner he's like robot i'm gonna tell you a story by the story of my life
1: you're was, gonna listen ah. uh... <laughs> <laughs> um i also threw in uh garza flip because i love garza i still wish we had so much more of her um i hate that she, i still hate that she's killed off and her wonderful twilight people as well my well i mean
2: she was really nice. It was nice to see Jennifer Beal's. She was doing a good job. They didn't give her anything to do, though. You know? So yeah, it was I know, like,
1: and, 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 uh, and, big, and I was like, like,
2: okay, well, we'll have other seasons to get to know Jennifer Beale, but
1: yeah, nope. it's it's just it, it's such a waste of a character because I want to know so much about her, and she's just gone now, and I hate that. Yeah. Um, and of course, Pelly's return, and I love the Beatty Droid, and I'll scream about more about the Beatty Droid later. So um what moment could you? What? What did I write? Oh, what moment do you wish was handled better this season? I think and- we're
2: both. At, well, I mean, this is a common question every every se- every show we do. But like, we I knew we were going to agree on this. It's the sand people. You yeah, know?
1: the Tuscans, the killing of the Tuscans.
2: Yeah, it 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 was it it was glossed over, and, and even with it glossed over, it was sort of. Asking to have some sort of, not revisiting, but some sort of like conclusion, some sort of finding out, like what, some sort of, some sort of touching ground with the Sand People. I was sort of expecting, maybe the Sand People might have come to his aid at the end, of, or the you know Tuscans would have come to his aid at the end of the the show. But no, it's just it's just dropped from that moment on.
1: Yeah, I I feel the same way. I've talked. Ad, na- was it ad nauseum about it. I can't talk about it anymore. Um, I just—it's just such a missed opportunity on so many different levels. It could have been handled yeah, kind of better. Could have...
2: this season, yeah, they know how we feel about this.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> I'll—I'll I, I'll put in i will put in like an honorable mention of Garza's death because I—I I still feel like Garza is just such a waste of a great character. So I'll throw that one in there too. It's an honorable mention. Who or what would you have liked to have seen more of? And I do agree with your first answer, so I chose to have a different, a slightly different one. Uh,
2: uh, da- Danny Trejo, for sure. Because um, I love Danny Trejo, and it would have been fun to watch a Rancor getting trained. He's a train national robot.
1: treasure.
2: And, and uh, to tell you the truth, I didn't think of this, but I just thought of this. Those fucking hoo-jibs. I wanted the hoojibs to, I wanted like at some point to have, you know, Boba Fett be sitting in in his thing. And all of a sudden, a little voice that sounds like Rod, Roddy McDowell goes, Mr. Hutt, Mr. Hutt. And he's looking all around like, who's in here? Mr. Hutt, I'd like to speak to you for a moment, please. I hear that you're in charge of the, blah, 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 you know, of passage in and out of off tattooing. And he's like, Who's in who's in here? And he looks down, and there's a little bunny And he's like, down here, and there's a little bunny, and he's like, Why are you speaking in my head? <laughs> I wanted it so bad.
1: I know you so didn't bad. get more of your hoo jibs. Mr. Hot. Mr. Hot. Excuse
2: um, me, Mr. Hot. I would have like, I would have peed my pants. I would have gone just like ooh. Yes! <laughs> and as would Shag that at the moment that happened if shag and i were watching it like at the same time two two sets of pants would have been peed in separate separate parts of the country
1: Aww. So, yeah. um well, for... we're also
2: getting old so it could just happen anyway <laughs>
1: <laughs> um for me uh I, I do wish there. I agree. I do wish there was at least one more scene of Boba training to ride the rain core. Um, that would have really punched up the finale. Um, and also Stephen Root's water miser character. Um, a lot oh, of those. I just I like Stephen Root. He's like one of my favorite actors. I, I I think he's a great character. And I was just he's he's so good in this in the third episode. I'm,
2: I'm surprised they didn't have him fighting at the end.
1: Or at least having him like working with the Pikes, just being like, "I want to stick it to those mods and that yeah. Boba Fett who skimmed me of my my money." So I will tell it, you where they are. It,
2: it would have been even more Star Warsy though to have him like come together with the mods to to protect their village. You know,
1: exactly it, that 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 would have been just as good too. But like, yeah, that like that water character that Steven Root played. But that's just because I I like Steven Root. He does a lot of uh, my favorite. He's a voice actor in a lot of my favorite shows, like Amphibia and King of the Hill and stuff like that. So I just I really like him as an actor. So I could always use more Steven Root at all times. Um, What was your top what the fuck moment of the season?
2: Um, The Harryhausen monster. I was ve- just like not expecting, not expecting. Like, I mean, as soon as it like pops out of the sand, I'm like, <gasps> Harryhausen. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know? right not you know just it, it looked like all of a sudden it looked stop motion you know I'm t- just just enough of, maybe just because of the way it looked it. but like I was just not expecting that and right in the first episode so yeah and the who Jims to to be honest also
1: um mine was I had two um one was the incest huts
2: yeah it wasn't it it wasn't it
1: wasn't it was it was so subtextual
2: but yeah yeah
1: like the huts showing up wasn't the thing it was just the fact that they were incest huts and i was like oh
2: i've had a few talks with yoda about the huts and the huts are pretty uh they're you know
1: right Uh, once
2: you're that rich you can go sort of get away with whatever you want so you know
1: and the other one was the brain lizard because I just love reaction. I forgot reaction about his... that. And and I love Boba's reaction. He's just like, "Oh, a lizard!" And I was like, "Ah, a lizard!" And then it jumps on his face and crawls up his nose into his. And brain. he's just
2: sort of, he's just sort of like pointing at his face, like, "Guys, guys,
1: up, up, that!" Right, ah. right. And then he just like <laughs> blows it out of his nose at the end, and it jumps back in its basket, like nothing happened.
2: Yep.
1: <laughs> the brain lizard is is just like, what the fuck. <laughs> love it though i love it uh the best robot droid moment i i don't know what you mean by this first one
2: the the one who was in the video game
1: i don't know what you mean by the,
2: that i'm i'm guessing it's the bd droid it's a little two-legged guy who gets oh, it's chased BD, by the, yeah, rat. Okay, it's
1: the BD droid. yeah
2: yeah he came from the video game right
1: yes he did is that droid from, from, from the, the
2: video order. game
1: he's from Fallen order yes
2: that droid from the video game.
1: And I knew your train droid would be on here.
2: Yes, I love that train droid.
1: And of course yes, our-
2: but then again, grievy Droid is—I mean, God damn it! Robert Rodriguez loves his droid. We got a grievy Droid and the Mouse Mouse Rat Catcher Droid. So
1: yeah, so mine. Have- droids. Mine, of course, is the BD droid because yeah. when he just comes on screen, I just cry and I love him. And then the... His the paw womp rat, is her
2: He's got then, a whole paw.
1: I was about to say, the womp rat gets so many kind of lumps out. Just like, oh. <laughs> And he's just so damn cute. I want 12 of them. I want them to follow me around my house. Like, I'm not a droid person and I want 12 of them just to follow me around and do things with me. <laughs> and hang out and, like, sleep with my cats. Because I want to see my cats, like curl up with them and sleep with them. I just I love the BD droid. Oh my god. I wait, just wait till we get, when wait till we it.
2: wait till we get to Eor droid and andor.
1: Oh I do. I do I do love B2 Emo because he's an emo little old boy and I love him.
2: it's hilarious <laughs> that he's named Emo too.
1: Right. <laughs> Is there a moment that you're still not over whether it was happy, sad, funny, etc. The
2: Wookiee arm rip was great. I I loved watching it Uh, for one. It's good to see a Wookiee rip someone's arms off, but it, but really what it was all about was the drunk, slow burn. That's right out of every Western movie where the guy's just sitting there and in his own mind, he's getting wound up to, to just destroy these guys. He's just looking at them. They're, they're living their life and just having fun. They're just two doofs. But he's just watching him go. Look at those guys! Look at those son of a bitch. I mean,
1: in the what, those first...
2: Wookiee-hating lizard it... ass.
1: I was about to say, like in the first episode, they give Boba a Wookiee pelt.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, sure, they're they're the enemies of the Wookiee, but they're not doing. They're not. They're 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 not paying attention to him. They're just doing their thing. They're like on uh, everybody's in. Neutral territory, you know, agreed upon social neutral territory. But he's just sitting there going, I, oh, I hate them. But mm-hmm. but I'm in neutral territory. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> but then again, I'll bet you, I'll bet you that guy. I'll bet you that guy has been. I, I bet,
1: I'll bet, he, bet you. Something... he sleeps
2: on a Wookiee pal. I'll bet I, you he does.
1: I bet he said something mean about my mother that I haven't heard yeah. yet.
2: Yep. Yep. <laughs> And then he goes, "Mom, Mom, oh, you son of a, yeah." It, it's just, it's, it's wonderful. And the other thing I can't get over is the stupid Sarlacc pit. You know that they, they did so the, well this, by just the... going, "Let's get it over with at the beginning. Let's get it over with," and, and that's all. That's all you need. After that, you didn't need to go revisit it. It was just stupid. It was just a. It was just a reason to go back to the Sarlacc pit because we didn't. Really need to go there on a on a MacGuffin chase after his armor.
1: It was worth it, though, just to watch Finnick pour water all over Boba. And he's just like, ah, and she's like, yeah, let me pour more water on you. (laughs) He
2: he remembers getting out of the pit with his armor. (coughs) Because we opened the whole show. Well, well, I guess that's later in the future that he's remembering it, but he remembers it. It's in his memory. So,
1: mm-hmm. my moment that I'm still not over is I can't believe we wrapped up Den and Grogu's storyline in the Bavette show. I'm still stuck on that point. Like I love, I like those two episodes, and as I said, the the Return of the Mando is my second favorite episode of the season. But I'm just, I still, that's still a weird sticking point to me that we wrapped up. Well, we didn't really wrap story. it
2: up. We just sort of got it back to a spot where we can st- where we don't have to get them back together for episode for Yeah, season-
1: but but it's it's that concept of like I I still feel like that should have been like the beginning of season 3 of Mando. And but, but but I don't know. I, I'm, I'm it depends
2: it. on what they have planned for season three of Mando. Exactly,
1: know? I know, right? So and, and so I, I'm I'm open to that change. My tune changing on that. Where if we get to season three of Mando, and I'm like, no, I'm not mad at this anymore. But at this moment, that's my thing. And our final question that we will both answer: If there is a season two of Book of Boba Fett, what would you like it to do? Plot, characters, book of an shand, anything.
2: Um, I'm not sure what I want it to do. I, 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 I guess I do. I'm hoping that it goes into my whole theory of like maybe Boba Fett, Boba Fett is the going to be the leader of the Mandalorians. Um, I, I just don't see it continuing on tattooing though. I don't see where else to go from there story wise, you know, that's going to be as interesting as Boba and, you know, Boba and Fennec. Boba, maybe going into the Mandalorian. I mean, he sort of articulates it at the end of at the end of the series, and just story wise, there's not much they can do that they haven't done there. You know, uh, you know. Uh, so it would just sort of become a formula show if they stay on tattooing. So I think it has to go into a wider, wider plot, and the the natural thing is like. Maybe Boba's the le- that should be wielding the dark saber.
1: Yeah, I I wrote this question and then I immediately went, "Oh God, I don't really have an answer for this question." <laughs> and, um, and so I, I had kind of two thoughts. Like the basic one is, I would love to see a book of Fennec Shand for sure. Like I would look up love a. It book takes of place
2: like a before, like of. Before Book of Boba Fett, maybe?
1: Maybe. Or like kind of a like whatever Finnick is doing in the present, having similar flashback sequences to show like what she was doing before, like anything like that. Um, And then I I didn't really when it came to like plotting characters, I it really depends for me on what happens in Mando season three, because it's so hard to tell at the moment because we just don't know what's going to happen. But I was thinking about what to do with Tatooine. If we do, because you know, B- Boba rules Tatooine now and stuff like that. And so I could see Tatooine being like a home base, but we don't stay there, sort of how Lethal was home base in Rebels, but we would yeah. come and go from it. And I would also like to see Tatooine starting to heal. Like, it's not a crazy crime place anymore. It's like the people are thriving because they don't have to worry about the huts or the Pikes or, like, all the crime families. Like, seeing Tatooine starting to thrive as a planet. And I think th- it would be cool if they took some inspiration from Star Wars Visions. Yeah. And in particular, the, the short TOB1 where, you know... Uh, Toby and his father were making plants. And so, like, they're starting to bring back some of the ecosystem because we heard so much about the oceans that used to be on Tatooine. And I would love to see, like, like not a lot, but, like, some green spaces starting to pop up more.
2: Yeah, some terraforming going on.
1: Yeah, and so, like, they're working on healing the planet and, like, maybe seeing rain for the first time on Tatooine. We've never seen rain before. And, I, and so I, I thought that would be a cool thing to, like, to show the planet starting to heal if we do go back to the planet. Um, and even maybe even if that's in Mando season three, like, you know, next time we return to Tatooine, it's not a crazy hotbed of crime, but it's it's a planet starting to heal and get back on its feet again because of what Boba did. I, I think that would be a cool thing I would like to see. So, All right, so that is the end of our questions that we're both answering. Uh, and now we're going to go to our individual questions. Um, You should start with me first, Chris, so then we can end in the evolution.
2: Right. Okay. So uh, as if we don't know, what was the most neglected (laughs) element of season one?
1: Um, For me, it was the character work. Uh, This is a very, like, when it comes, like, this is a show where a lot of stuff happens. I I think you have a really good uh, way of of framing it, which is it's a comic book show, which is not a bad thing. It's just very surface level. but like. I've said the whole time, like my biggest sticking point is the lack of character work. Um, It really needed those moments where the mods are like, we're now loyal to Boba because we're people and like, we spend time with them or we have those moments with like Finnick where she's like, now I'm loyal to Boba because of these things instead of like, it just happens because it needs to happen. Um, That the character work is what's missing from the show because it's all just like stuff is happening and it's cool and it's fun fun but there's like no depth to it and I still stand by it like it needs one more episode so everybody can gel to have that like moment where the mods are getting to know Boba and Finnick and Black Crescenton and they're all just kind of gelling as a unit and figuring each other out and having like those scenes of like Boba learning how to write his rancor and having Danny Trejo there and I it I just really needed one more episode so because like really the character work and the time pacing is just so fast that like really there's no depth to it so that that to me is the most neglected element of the show and i've talked about that for episodes on end so i'm not going to go much deeper than that (laughs) so your first question (coughs) as i choke on spit
2: easy yeah
1: oh sorry about that your first question why do you think some fans were upset with this version of Boba Fett? Slash, why do you think this is considered the worst of the live action show so far? I, It's kind of the same question, but like one is about the show and one is about this version of Boba. But like, a lot of fans think this is the weakest for a lot of reasons.
2: Yeah, the complaints that Boba Fett's soft. There's too many tonal changes in it. The budget's low and you know, there's too much cheesy stuff. They hate the mods. I like all that stuff. I, I like seeing like somebody like play, you know, having, I mean, there's obvious like they, they spent their budgets in different, they spent their budgets on me on this one, making the first couple, three episodes really high budget. And they knew they were going to have some high budget episodes with the two Mandalorian episodes. So there's a lot of loose and, 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 you know, low budget episodes in this. And uh, yeah, this is this show is totally all over the place, but it's it reminds me of a comic book. It reminds me of it, it, they they were having fun with this. It, it, it reminded me it, I heard that this was like sort of like, OK, we'll we'll let you do this, you know, and it wasn't like this super deeply pla- as planned as the Mandalorian. It was almost an afterthought. And as such, it's fun. But a lot of people, you know, people get their expectations of what they I I, I didn't have a lot of expectations about what was going to happen in it. So I just sort of went in with like, okay, let's see what happens, you know. But, yeah, I think that's I I I definitely I. I don't know to try to say, is it the worst? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Because. Even as worse, there hasn't been anything I haven't gotten something enjoyable out of yet, you know, out of yeah, all the Disney stuff, except for maybe Rise of Skywalker.
1: Yeah, I mean, the reason so. I, f- I frame that question is a lot of the conversation recently is like. I saw someone say something along the lines of, after Andor, it's going to be hard to go back to the Filoni and Favreau playing with Toys Hour. Not for me. (laughs) And right, like, there's... I like them both. (laughs) Yeah, but I like them both for completely different reasons. But a lot, like, when a lot of people are ranking shows, people tend to put Boba Fett last. Um, of, of, I should say for the live action shows because, you which, know,
2: people, which is better, which is better, a, a, a delicious steak or a, a delicious bacon double cheeseburger. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, I like them deli- both.
1: Yeah. They're delicious for different reasons. Yeah. So.
2: But they're both delicious. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right. So, uh, um. Season two, better or worse, the second time around.
1: It was better, better for me. I didn't know. Um. Yeah, it was much better for me. Um. Me it, it's it's funny because before I had read this question to answer it, I had essentially pitched everything we've just talked about to my editor to write about, and um, which is which was going to be talking about Book of Boba Fett in a retrospective and how and why it's just as important of Andor because of the kind of show it is. And a lot of that was my expectations, as you were saying, because I went into season two knowing what the show is like now I know what it is, like in what it's trying to do, because I did have certain expectations coming into the show. I, I liked Boba and Mando. I was want, interested to see what they were going to do with him and Fennec. And I kind of like poo pooed my own my own enjoyment of the first time through because it wasn't meeting what I wanted the show to be. But now right. that I know what the show is, I can appreciate it for what it is. Which I did I didn't have the first time. And like like while I always have my criticisms and stuff like that, at the end of the day, it's a fun little show. It's quirky. It's it's like pulpy. Um, I was joking with my buddies from Pink Milk and they were joking about like assigning musicals to to like to um to to Star Wars shows and they were like, Oh, Andor would be like the La Miz of Star Wars and I joked Book of Boba Fett would be the Cats. And I mean that with the best love, like, like in the world, because I love Cats the musical. It's a crazy, bonkers, nonsensical show, but it's so much fun to watch because you appreciate it for, like, the costumes and the music and the dancing. It's a ballet. Cats is essentially a ballet, which is why the movie fails, because it doesn't recognize that Cats is a ballet and it's just a nonsensical fun show. And that's what of Fett is. It's a fun show to like watch and enjoy. And that's its place. And so I, I-, I loved it so much more the second time through. And I-, I still have my criticisms, but like I my expectations weren't in the way of it this time. And I just got to appreciate it for what it is. So Uh do you think that fun popcorn shows like Book of Bo are just as important as something hard more hard hitting like Andor?
2: actually i would say they're more important because that's what star wars is as its core it is is great world building and it was made to be a return to popcorn films um and it was an attempt to make a higher quality popcorn film you know one that wasn't that that took all the elements of filmmaking seriously but was still a popcorn muncher and I think that's at its core what Star Wars is and so I think it's more important to 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 get to have this popcorn stuff landing but every once in a while you're gonna need a, a movie like Andor or a show like Andor to really like prop up the rest of it you know it it does it it does a lot of hardcore serious world building that can be taken advantage of in the future you know but that just has to happen every once in a while i don't think that i don't think like having all of star wars be and would be would be a good thing but, but my, if my it thing ended is, up being if... all popcorn that would be a better that would be more my, more a a better choice.
1: Cuz my thing is like if Star Wars was Andor at all time, then we get used to it. And then we'd have to raise the bar again. You know?
2: And then we'd have to go back to pop, it would be there would be a, ret- a reaction to popcorn, you know. Wait. But like the, the my my fear with Andor is that the the success of Andor artistically because i don't know if it's really like watcher wise it's like a huge success but critically oh it is
1: i i've i have plenty of friends like like megan and her husband just got to the prison arc and she's like it's such a good show i can't Mm -hmm. watch it straight like i i just can't it's so heavy that i like it, it's so well done, but it's so heavy that it's actually tiring to watch. And I've heard it's that complaint. It. I've heard that complaint from a lot of people of just like it's really good, but it's really difficult to watch because it's just it. It's, it's tension. It's it's just unreleased tension, and like mm-hmm. the tension is. Oh so... no, it releases, but you got yeah. But <laughs> it's it's so far and few and far between. Like when you're in that second episode of the prison arc, it just yeah. feels so. Like like such I'm gonna say a slog, but I mean that in the best way. Like it's emotionally draining to watch that episode.
2: I've I've been in jail. (laughs) I've 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 been incarcerated before and it's really uncomfortable to watch that that episode because mm-hmm. especially the first one where they're all standing on the deck and they're like maybe some of you have been incarcerated before and you'll find and it's just like that that feeling of your freedom getting that that like that moment where like you realize oh shit I'm not in charge of my life at all <laughs> right all I'm in charge of is how I react to who is in charge of my life now that's all i got and and that Andor captures it I, my incarceration experience is nowhere near <laughs> right as unpleasant as this one is but it gives you a you know it makes it uncomfortable when you're because it's it's on the nose you know
1: yeah and and i think shows like book of oba fat like the popcorn shows Makes you appreciate shows like Andor and vice versa. Like, I love Andor, but I also love Star Wars Resistance because, like, that's my feel good, happy, nice play show. But even then, that has some dark moments in it. <laughs> it's
2: got kind of its fascism going on in it, though.
1: Right, right. And it, it, like, it's like the child version of Andor in a lot of ways. <laughs> it <laughs> so, is. Yeah. Like, I, so I, I think they all. I, I I always say that like Star Wars is like fruit and every show is a different kind of fruit. Like one's a grape, one's an apple, one's an orange, one's a kiwi, one's a banana. But it's all still fruit. It's just different kind of fruits. And sometimes you can mix and match the fruit together and sometimes they don't work together.
2: Sometimes they're um, not going to work together.
1: Right. But but it's all still fruit. And so oh, they oh, all have their- fat
2: and and and, and or our oil and water.
1: Right. Right. And and then you have something, you know, to continue on the fruit metaphor, like I put grapes and apples in my chicken salad because that makes it taste good. I wouldn't put bananas and kiwi in my chicken salad, you know, <laughs> and it just really depends on what function you you're looking for in that fruit. For Oh, the my time. God. Hope. Huh. Oh, my
2: God. Hope. You just said bananas and chicken salad. Yeah. And My brain said, why wouldn't I? So, because
1: that but that goes with the metaphor, like sometimes that works for people and it doesn't work for other people. I may know? try that.
2: I may tr- I may try. There there might have to be bacon involved, too. Bacon might be the thing that might connect bananas to chicken salad, and it might be amazing.
1: Right. But, it, but it just depends on for... how you want the fr- I, I would love to know how you're. I'm, I'm writing this salad. down
2: right now. I'm going to try this when I go back to work.
1: I want you to. I want you to tell me how it goes because I'm. I'm intrigued, and I, you can be it my guinea pig. Just,
2: I Think it might be delicious.
1: Be my guinea pig, Honeywell.
2: I'm. I've, I've been many people. I've been a guinea pig many times.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, hit all me right, your next question. What would you have What would you cut out?
1: This was a really hard question, actually, because my biggest gripe you was. Poor,
2: wanted more. Yeah.
1: But yeah, that's my biggest gripe is it needed another episode because there's it needed more. Like that's my biggest gripe. So I, I, I thought about this for a very long time because I was just like, well, what would I cut out because this is a show where I want more. And if I had to pick something, I would probably say the misdirection with the swooping because it's not executed very well anyway. And it doesn't really do anything because they never make it a big character moment of, like, Bubba getting revenge. I would right. just... It, and, and so it's just this kind of wonky, clunky, not-executed misdirection of, like... You could show, like, Swoop Gang bad and he steals the bikes and everything. But, like, after that, just the whole thing of, like, the Pikes killed the Tuskins, but they blamed on the Swoop Gang. And Cad Bane is there to, like, drop that bombshell... You know, after that, I'd just rather it be like Pikes versus Boba Fett and the people, you know, I, I just feel like that would just streamline that a little bit more because it wasn't executed well in the first place. And I feel like, you know what, just let it be Pikes versus Boba Fett, because that's just as much as good narrative. But I, because I, the whole misdirection and the the revenge is just not handled well. So if Bobo is like, "Oh, the Pikes killed them," that gives me even more motivation to fight them. And that way, it's not like this whole red herring that's not even done well. Um, that that would probably be the part that I would cut out. So, for me, at least. Um. What were some of your standout visual moments of the season?
2: Uh, there's so many of them, the Harry Hauser monster, the slave one going back. I did. I sort of did like the execution of the slave one, just like creeping up behind him and just like going.
1: That's a great shot. I'm not going to say that that's not a great shot. That's yeah. a great shot.
2: Um, I loved how all the Banthas looked. Uh, the circular planet ring. Oh, my God. The, the Mandalorian taking his new ship out for a hot rod around was just beautiful to look at. And the like, the shot from down down in the cockpit up over his head, is is just beautiful looking. Um, yeah, there's just so many of them in 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 this. I, uh, the, I the Rancor fight is pretty pretty uh pretty impressive.
1: I was about to say that too. Like I I forgot to mention in my like favorite like moments, I'm still not over. The Rancor versus Mecha fight, because I was not expecting a Kaiju Mecha battle in my Star Wars today. And it was it's still great. Like, that's such a good fight. It's so much fun.
2: Yeah, okay. Uh, Let's see what we got next for you. Mm -hmm. What do you think of the possibility of Boba leading the Mandalorians?
1: You know, I I think it's an interesting thought. Like, when when you brought up this theory, I'd never really considered it before. And at first I was like, eh and i'm still kind of on the fence about how i about that direction but i do think it's an interesting thought because logically the choice is den because they're setting up den to be the leader like that is the normal narrative path but i kind of like that idea that that theory you came up with of the scenario where den has leadership and he doesn't like it and he passes the role off to boba who has more leadership. He's like the whole point of this show is him learning to lead a planet and him learning to lead a Mando. And I think it would still fit in there. He's, he's
2: like ready to level up.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like it feels, I, I like that because Din and Boba are two sides of the same coin and Din has responsibility thrusted on him, but he doesn't want it. While Boba has responsibility, but he doesn't have the power of the Mando people. And so I, I kind of would like the passing of a torch of, like, Den passing that to Boba. Um, I, I think that would be really interesting. And I, I still feel like the the very basic narrative path is Den leading Mandalore. But I really do like that idea, that theory that you came up with, with it's going to pass to Boba instead. I, I think it's an interesting theory. So I, it's hard to say what direction they're going in. That's so hard to say. Because for all we know, it could fall into Bo Katan's hands again. I don't know because she's be still Grover's a wild, hands. yeah, and like she's still a wild card out there with Bo Katan. Like she's such a wild card in all this. So I, I, I but I think that would be cool. I, I do think the story is going to either dinner boba, because the whole point of this is them defining a new age of Mandalorians. Because that is what their story is, that they're they're both Mandalorian in their own way, even if it's not like the traditional Mandalorian. And they're not even bloodborn Mandalorians. One's a clone and the other one's a foundling. And I think that's a very powerful story. So yeah, I think it's a very interesting idea, Chris. I, I really like that theory. I, I think
2: they've worked too hard on um on Din want Din deciding he wants to be a dad.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think he wants to rule. There's no way he wants to, so all right. We know that Lando will maybe get a series It may or may not be coming. It's hard to say at this point. So Han Solo got his own movie. Do you think other Lexi characters should get miniseries like Boba Fett and Kenobi, or would you rather them start looking more towards newer characters like Andor?
2: I don't mind them getting old characters in on stuff when it's appropriate. But honestly, if we're going to be introducing bringing characters in. I would like it about a 10 to 1 ratio of new to old characters.
1: With the 10 being the new?
2: Yeah. Because that's the only way you're going to survive. Because they really like Kenobi kind of pushed that line of the old stuff the oral, you know, the snake eating its own tail and almost like actually eating. It's actually what happens when it eats it because it was. It's getting to the point of where it's like. How much more can you do with those characters without like getting really goofy or or bad with the writing or whatever? So it's it, it, the, the only way you're going to have an ongoing future with it being like fresh and breathing is getting new characters in there and getting good characters in there. And ever since clone wars, they've proven that you can start making new characters that people want to see in the future. You know, people are excited. There's a lot of people excited to see what happens with Ezra, see, see Ezra and Thrawn and stuff like that, you know, to the point of where they are just as, you know, embraced characters in the star wars universe as anybody else
1: me being one of them keep doing that or
2: you're just gonna keep recycling the same shit over and over again and it'll it'll doom you
1: Mm -hmm. that's part of the reason why i'm really kind of excited for skeleton crew it sounds so out there and different and new and fresh and i'm just like yeah give us a live action show with like no one I mean, that, that's yeah. essentially what. That's what happened with Mandalorian. Gro- though most of the first season is Din and Grogu and new characters. And then season two, we started getting more of the legacy characters. Um, right. And it worked. It worked. It's still a popular show. So. All right. The question that stopped me forever, and I had to phone a friend.
2: Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Name Boba and Fenix baby.
1: So, okay, first of all, I suck at names and naming characters. I really do. And my first joking answer was Hope. And the reason I say that is if there is any kind of either A, apocalypse movie, B, a movie about rebellion where a baby is born, the the baby's name like eight times out of ten is Hope. It makes me laugh at this point because... It just is a cliche where people are just like, the world is ending, but we just had this baby. We'll call her Hope. And every time I'm just like, oh, I know, my name. Oh. So like that was my first joking answer. But when I actually thought about it like a little bit more, I was like, I don't fucking know, man. So I phoned a friend. And of course, I phoned Arzu. And I sent her a message. And I was like, hey... Chris wrote me a question, and I'm outsourcing it to you. Please help me. And I sent her the question, and she went, damn, I never thought about that before. When do you need an answer, by?" (laughs) And I I told her, tonight, I said, I suck at baby names, too. I just wanted to phone a friend being you. And she said, I'm so bad at picking names in general, but for you, I shall give it my all. And I wrote back, yeah, I'm probably going to BS the question. (laughs) And so RZ wrote me back. I'm trying to think of something meaningful to both of them as opposed to just one or the other. Boba is no Harry Potter. Naming his kids entirely after his own friends while his baby mama gets no say. And I and I wrote back, preach. So finally, Arzu said, make it something really normal like Daniel. And I wrote, Luke with two U's. <laughs> oh, so the baby, no.
2: There already was a Luke, though, wasn't ex- there?
1: Exactly. So the baby's name is Luke. That's my final answer, <laughs> because I couldn't think of anything. I'm really bad at naming baby names. Um, I I really am. Like I just I. When, well, when I was I, really
2: like, I was hoping for something funny and goofy, you know. So. so
1: there you go. There you go. I um like for example, like for Light and Dice, when I had to actually name my character, I just. I was just like, I need a working type name until I figure out her name. And her name is Gaz, And she's a Gazo, So she's Gaz the Gazo. There you go. That's my deep thought process in naming my character for See, I was thinking
2: like Babalu. Babalu Fett.
1: No, (laughs) Babalu Fett. The baby's name is Major Domo. That is the baby's name, Major (laughs) Domo.
2: Fenerick. Fenerick Fett.
1: Fenerick. Oh, my God. But no, my, my, my final answer is Luke. There is you go. Is that your
2: final answer?
1: Absolutely, fucking literally, because it stumped me. And it's it stumped me and Arzu. So that tells wow. you how hard I thought about that question.
2: Wow, I thought it was just gonna be a fun little question. Oh, well
1: it, it actually was. It was a very fun exercise for me and Arzu, and I He
2: got to talk to Arzu, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, she, 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 and Candace are actually currently at the Willow Show premiere right now. I just saw it on because I had it open oh. Twitter and I saw that they're at the Willow Show premiere right now. And I hope they're What's having it a, a very little theater lovely. or something. I don't. Uh, they're in Hollywood. No, they're at the actual premiere. Oh, so they're walking the green carpet and they're posting photos. So, um, and so I, I'm actually incredibly excited for the Willow Show since it was our commentary last year. I am. Yeah, how so funny excited. is that?
2: That we just like picked that one, and all of a sudden it's a show now.
1: Right, right. I I'm so excited for the show. So as if,
2: as if Lucasfilm was just watching our every move.
1: Yeah. Um, anywho, okay, hit me so I can only get a drink of water and hit my vape.
2: Hit Ooh. you. I get the last question, Then it's your turn. Oh,
1: did I not ask the question? Oh no, I no. didn't. I'm already dreading the evolution. Look at that. Um, <laughs> You're
2: already bracing yourself.
1: If you had one more episode of Book of Boba Fett to do something to strengthen the show, what would you do with that episode?
2: More Rancor rattling, wrangling, more mods. There's not really anything else that needs to be short. I would have maybe and 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 maybe had some. Some sort of contact with other Tuscans or Tuscans in there. But as far as strengthening the show, the mods would be the only part that strengthens the show. The Ranko Wranglers, just something I wanted to see. Yeah.
1: And more hoojibs.
2: Oh, definitely more hoojibs for sure. I would have been, yeah. Yep. I don't know how they could have served the actual, like, plot in the end, because I didn't, but, yeah, always more hoojibs. The hoo come out. But and- that's it, I'm done with that question. On to the next thing, whatever that happens to be.
1: I was about to say, the hoo-jibs come out and fight the bunny droid, and they're like, Do you know who Boba Ooh. Fett is?
2: <laughs> Ooh, the rat catcher droid would actually be the one they would send after the hoo too.
1: Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right, hit me, Chris. <clears throat>
2: All right, it's it's everybody's favorite time. The 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 volution. Who's who's voluting this time? Hope, who's so doing it, the high speed volution?
1: So if you if you're wondering what we're talking about, and this is your first time listening to a recap, when we were doing Clone Wars, I would recap the the seasons from Rex's point of view. For Rebels, it was from Callus's point of view. Mando was Grogu's point of view. Uh, Bad Batch was Echo is Tired of Everyone's Shit. And this time around, for the life of me, just like nothing was jumping out of me. I couldn't think of anyone in particular. And for a while there, I thought about doing myself. Just like Hope recapping the season. But as we were sitting here thinking, that's not fun. So I'm going to do it. From Finnick's point of view. Here we go. <laughs> and I have not planned this at all. So here we go. We open. No, 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 no. <clears throat> Dear Diary. Hi, it's me again, Finnick. So we just finished the best adventure ever with my brand new boyfriend, Boba. He's so handsome. He has a palace and a ship and money. And he kills people. Ah, oh, he's just like the perfect dream boat. Oh my god. And... He was just like, Hey, Fennec. I came out of the desert because I saw the Mandalorian being filmed across the sand. And when I drove over there on my Bantha, like a Bantha, um... You were on the sand and he picked me up bridal style and I was like, who are you mystery man? And he's like, "Your future husband, let's go. And he took me to a mod shop and we were all just like, oh my god, he like fixed my insides and he gave me a brand new heart. And I was like, I think I'm going to stick around with this guy for a while. He's got his shit together and he wants to rule a planet. And he's talking about how I need like benefits. Nobody has told me about benefits ever before being a bounty hunter. And I was like, yeah, I can use some benefits like your dick. That would be great. And so we decided that we're going to rule Tatooine together. So we went back and we saved his ship. And then, of course, we had to go meet his friend Den and save his child from uh, Grand Moff Tarkin. No, what? Moth Gideon. I was like, wait, it's not Tarkin, it's Gideon. We had to save his kid from, uh, from Gideon. And then we decided to go back to Tatooine and we killed Bid Fortuna. And we decided to take over the planet. Well, wasn't that great? But then we ran into all sorts of troubles, you know? So, Boba and I were trying to leave this planet, and he was telling me about his, like, dark backstory about how he lived with the Tuskens. And apparently, these Tuskens at like, found him and took him him in, and he was in a bad place. Like, he had to crawl out of the starlike pit, and the, his, he lost his armor, which went to this guy named Cobb Vanth, again, dealing with Den. That's Den's boyfriend, by the way, and he, they're such a cute couple. And apparently Den also has this other lady named Omera, and they're also really cute. And he talks about his his son's teacher all the time, named Luke. It's just, Den's a very busy man. He's what we called a bicycle, because everyone likes to ride him. And so, anyway. So, Boba was taken in by the Tuscans, and they were all just like, hey... You're our prisoner, but you killed a Harryhausen monster, so I guess you're cool now. And Bob was like, that's great. Thank you for the lizard. And, and he went on this like trippy journey and like saw his like, baby self. And he was like, oh shit, that's Daniel Logan. Sup, Daniel? And Daniel's like, I'm a grown-ass man now. But they digitalized my face onto a tiny child's body. And Bob was like, cool. And he came back and he made his gaffy stick and he was part of the Tuscans. And he taught them how to fight trains and save their land. And they were all having a really good day until this swoop gang came along and apparently killed them, but didn't. Because when Boba told me that, I was just like, a swoop gang killed your Tuscan friends? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, no, that doesn't make any sense, honey. You're lucky you're hot because you're not very smart right now. And he was like, no, I'm pretty sure it was the swoop gang. They're going to come. And I'm going to get my vengeance. And I was like, okay, whatever. But he murdered them all and it was really hot. And then we had great sex that night. And so then he decided that we're going to rule Tatooine. But by then he was all just like, yeah, it's fine. No CC cleaner. I don't want you to run a scan right now. And <laughs> sorry, sorry. My digital diary was trying to run a virus scan. It's fine. It's it's okay. It's it's very high tech Um. Bounty hunter diary recording with with virus scan on it. Um, there we go. It's close. Um, and so we decided that we were going to rule. The, the whole time, and Boba was like, I'm gonna walk around like I'm one of the people, and I was like, honey, you need a litter, because no one's gonna trust you, because the huts used to ride around on the litter, and sure enough, as we walked through the streets, no one gives a fuck, and these assassins came, and they tried to kill us, and I captured one, he was just like, oh my god, you captured them, and we made out on the throne for a while, and the assassin was like, um, I'm still here. And I looked at him and I was like, this is your torture. And I fucked him right there, Boba, right there. And the the assassin had to watch because we like him watching us. And so... The, the assassin was like, oh, God, I'll talk. And we're like, no, we're still going to dra- drop you into a Rancor pit, even though we don't have a Rancor. We found out it was the mayor. The mayor sent the assassin. And we so we had to go talk to the mayor. And then we met the best character at the show, in the Major Domo, and he's great. He ended up being our ally later, but he was kind of the piece of shit because nobody tells my boyfriend to take a number and wait for an appointment. So we bust in there, and the mayor is just like, hey, I didn't send those assassins to kill you. It was Garza Whip. So then we go to Garza, and she's lovely. She never did anything wrong. She was our ally from beginning to end. She was great. Garza was always wonderful, and her wonderful trans tri like may he rest may 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 he rest in peace. So anyway, so we we made friends with Garza, and we decided like this is not the best way to do this. We have to have allies. So before we can make some allies, the Huts show up, and the Huts were just like, "Hey, I'm Mac and my sister." And she's Mac and me, and we're having a great time. Look at our hoo Also, fuck you and get off your planet. And we were like, no. And they were like, cool. And they left. And so after they left, um, Boba and I was like, huh, that was easy. And you know what's even easier? The Hutts came back, and they were like, we're sorry we're like, what for? And they're like, for that. And then Black Kersantan jumps out of nowhere and he's all like, rawr, I'm gonna fight you. But that's okay. We had an army, because next time that me and Boba went into town we found these mods, right? And the mods are like these, we adopted them. That's just they're just a bunch of kids and we adopted them so now we're a family we're parents now and our kids are so cute there's the girl one and the guy one i don't remember their names but they're adorable and there are children and i will murder anybody who touches them but because now we have a little family of like oliver twist street gang children they fought black chrysanthemum and black chrysanthemum was all just like ow you fought me and we were like that's right and Black Cousin looks at the huts and he's like, I don't want to work for you anymore. And the huts are like, I guess we'll leave Tatooine and never come back. Have a Rancor and a Danny Trejo. So then we adopted a Rancor and a Danny Trejo. And Bubba is like, We're really becoming a family now. Look at our children, our house, our pet. All we need is a white picket fence. And I was like, Yes, our life is coming together and it's really turning up us. So now that we have our little family together, Bob was like, you know what we should do, make a deal with all the crime families and trust them not to stab us into the back. And I was like, I don't know if that would work, honey, but okay, let's do it. So we had a fancy dinner with all the leading crime families and they were like, sure, we promise not to stab you in the back. Cause we are trying to fight the pikes because the pikes are invading tatooine and they're our biggest problem they're actually the ones that killed the tuscans boba's family but we don't know this at the time but i was like honey you should have known it was the pikes the entire time really now and also we probably shouldn't have trust the time family the, the crime families but you know you live and you learn so we get all the crime families and they go off and boba's like honey we're going to war, and I was like, oh, Really? Is that our anniversary present? And he's like, Yes! War! Let's do it! And then we slept together again, and our children was like, Please keep it down, we're trying to sleep down here. And we're like, Shut up! And the raincore was like, Dad, pet me! And then we fucked on the raincore. it was great. You know, you really get that riding motion on going. And so finally, as we're laying in the bed together, was like, You know what we need? we need some more muscle. Like we have the mods and black chrysanthemum, but we need like a guy, just one guy who can turn the tide. And we both looked at each other and we were like, yeah, we need a protagonist. So we call up our buddy Den, right? And Den's having an entire like midlife crisis. And so I phone him and I'm like, hey Den. And he's like, I got kicked out of my cults. AND I GAVE MY CHILD TO A HOT STRANGER AND I NEED- I BOUGHT A NEW CAR, FINNICK SO NOW I'M IN DEBT TO THIS WOMAN WHOSE NAME PELLY AND SHE'S GREAT AND I LOVE HER BUT I'M IN DEBT TO HER BECAUSE I BOUGHT A HOT ROD AND IT'S MY BABY (laughs) AND ME AND BOB ARE JUST LOOKING AT THE PHONE And we put it on mute and I was like, are you sure you want to call this guy? And Den's like, yes, he's the best. Do you remember season two of his show? And she was like, yeah, I know. He has protagonist powers. Okay, I guess he's fine. So I called him up and I was like, Den, we will pay off your car for you if you come help us. And Den's like, thank you so much. I'm broke and I don't have a cult anymore. And I was like, honey, I think that's a good thing. And he's like, okay. So Den shows up and we're like, all right, we have all these people to fight a war, except for, you know, people, there are 10 of us to fight a bunch of pikes. And Din's like, I'll go call my boyfriend. So Din apparently went off and saw his boyfriend Cobb Vanth, and Cobb was like, I don't know about helping the city, people. And Din was like, you think about it. And then they probably fucked too, it's fine. And so Din comes back, but it turns out, somebody who used to know Boba back in the Clone Wars came out of nowhere, and it was Cad Bane. And you know what the thing about Cad Bane is? I kicked his ass in the Bad Batch. And he doesn't like talking about that and that's probably why i was sent off screen for the entire finale because i kicked cad bane's ass in in the bad batch and he would remember that he would remember my heel halfway up his ass and he called me mommy And there's a reason his little droid's not here, too. Because he destroyed that droid out of embarrassment. Because he watched me pull my entire fucking leg out of his ass. That's why it was not in the finale. Because Cadbang would have shat himself. Anyway, so Cadbang comes (laughs) out. So Cadbang comes out, and we find out that he shot Den's boyfriend, which just made Den cry more and i was like oh my god he's crying again bob was like i know but he's going to be fine honey his his show's already been renewed for season 3 we need someone who we know is going to live longer than that so didn't. So he was like, honey, why don't you go off and kill all the leaders of the, the crime syndicate and then that will end it for good. And I was like, babe, why didn't we just do that to begin with? Why did we have to just sit there here and have all these shootouts when we could have all just gone and killed all their leaders and ended this? He was like, I don't know. Apparently I'm not very smart. I guess Den's hem bonus is rubbing off on me. But you get your really cool moment. And I was like, that's true. We don't want Cad Bane to shit himself. So then I went off. But then I found out that they had this big old battle in Moss Espa. And they were all... The people of Freetown showed up. And then the Pikes brought these big old mechas. And my baby had to ride his Rancor. Who we cleaned up. We cleaned up after we had sex on the Rancor. We cleaned him. We gave him a nice bath. And he was very happy. And so, I actually, isn't the Rancor a girl? I think the Rancor's a girl now that I think about it. We rode her, we cleaned her up. Um, And my baby got to ride his pet baby Rancor all over Moss Espa and fought a bunch of robots. And it was great. And in the middle of that, who shows up but Peli and Din's kid! So we got to see Grogu again, which who's just, you know, such a little cutie patootie. And Din got his son back, so then he stopped crying, and he actually became a badass, and actually held up his end on the bargain, so we actually paid off his hot rod, because he actually fought and stopped crying. So, long story short, we, my baby killed Cad Bane. I killed the leaders of the group. Din got his son back. And then, after all that, I had wonderful sex in our palace. We are the rulers of Tatooine. But then Boba looked at me and said, you know, babe, I'm not really feeling this Tatooine place anymore. Why don't we just leave it to an unknown future, possibly to a democracy or the mods or Black or Sand, and we'll see what happens and go on to another season. And I was like, that sounds great, babe, but let's enjoy the palace for at least another month before we do anything rash. And he's like, I love the way you think. And Diary... It was a really, really good two days. The end.
2: The end. That was one of the shortest ones ever.
1: Well, I mean, uh, so much of the show was like pews.
2: Yeah, it was a short season.
1: Yeah, seven episodes. And and so much of it is just like cool stuff happens, you know. Yeah, it's just stuff. So much of the show is stuff. I I I am scared of my Andor. Revolutions.
2: Oh my god.
1: Like I I'm so scared of the depths of that show. What I might need to do is just
2: Evolutions.
1: Oh I don't know. (laughs) I for one because yeah. it's so split between, like, Cyril and Mon Mothma yeah. and Andor, I have no idea how I'm going to do the evolution because there is no single character that goes between no. all the threads.
2: There's there's no, yeah, there's no through point, except yeah. Andor.
1: And even then, but he, has, he has no He's connection. He's just the
2: focal point of the, the... But that's
1: the thing, he has no connection with Mon Mothma stories at the moment, other than yeah, Luthen. that's true. So I guess Luthen would be the, but I don't want to it. Well, he's evolution. he's met her.
2: He's met her. He's met her um, sister. Is it her sister or cousin?
1: Cousin. They're cousins. Her
2: cousin. He's met her cousin.
1: Yeah. Um. And so I met, don't know.
2: And he's met Luthen. So he's 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 been he's touched that group. He's touched every group.
1: Yeah, it's so hard to say. But
2: yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Anyway, for the last question, Chris, how would you rate the season as a whole and why?
2: I'd probably give it I'd probably give it an 8.5, maybe an 8.75. It's 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 maybe not in the nines because it's 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 totally all over the place. And it's it's got the the it's it's kind of a hot mess, but it's hot. So 8.5.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. I would give it an eight. Um, I think the highs are high, but the lows are really low. Um, there are just things that really just take me out of episodes. And um, I, but I do think it's solid and it's fun. It's a it's a fun little show, and I think it does what it needs to do, which is do a lot for Bubba's story.
2: Huh? I don't think we're gonna get to something that takes me out of the show till we get to Kenobi. There's like a couple points in Kenobi where I was like taken out of it, but yeah, not book of (laughs) Boba Fett as much.
1: I can't wait to tell you the one reason why I don't like Leia's name Luma. Because she goes by the name Luma for like an episode because they're pretending to not be themselves. And there's a really stupid reason why that name takes me out of it. Every time, and I can't wait to share it.
2: Gotta wait and find out.
1: Yep. Yeah. I'll be got a few another weeks. month. You got another month.
2: What did you give it?
1: A, a month and a half, actually, because we're gonna do yeah. the commentaries and then Tales of the Jedi and then Kenobi. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I-, I give it a solid eight. I-, I I like it. I think it's fun, um but I think that the lows are so low that it drags down the fun for me at times so yeah but I, I like it overall so I give it a very solid 8 so alright Chris if that's all you have where can people find you
2: you can find me at 2truefreaks.com that is our website where we keep all the 2 True Freaks podcasts from since 2008 <laughs> god and uh, I, I, you can go there and see all our shows as we put them up you can go look you know search them show by show or you could uh Join the Two True Freaks Facebook page, Two True Freaks podcast Facebook page, and you'll see all our shows as we post them up. Or the Two True Freaks canteen, where you can go and just talk to to us about stuff like Book of Boba Fett and Andor. Or even stuff like Star Trek and Power Rangers or whatever nerdy thing you're into. Uh, We are also on the currently exploding cesspool called Twitter and uh, so far the if you find a two true freaks on twitter page it is our real um twitter page run by the real real gene gene the podcasting machine
1: please don't burn up on twitter gene
2: he doesn't have a blue check mark but he's real <laughs> and if you're on a two true freaks twitter page and you're you're not sure just go gene is that you and, and he probably is the kind of guy who says, "Yeah, it's me, Gene," and you'll know you're on the Real Two Freaks page. But that's where you can find me. Where can they find you? Hope
1: um, you can. Actually, I will say I've been really bad about putting our episodes on Twitter. Most not because of Twitter, but because I've just oh, been by the
2: dipping... way, but up, up, but up, up, the real Gene. <laughs>
1: what?
2: <laughs> You didn't baba baba you didn't baba Yeah, bop I did. Jane. I said did don't you? burn
1: up on Twitter. Gene
2: Oh you did. Okay. Never mind. I'm out <laughs> of my mind.
1: <laughs> right? It's I'm all too that, awake. This it's week. all that rest you got, Chris. It is
2: I've oh, I've gotten glorious rest the last three days.
1: I have not, which is part of the well, it was Thanksgiving last week and I just have forgotten to put up our episodes on Twitter at J Guys and Jedi, which is our Twitter account. I've been so bad about that lately. I'm so sorry. Um, you can also still find me at Hope Molinax on Twitter. I'm also trying out Hive. That's become kind of the hub now, the new social media hub. And my Hive is just the same. It's at Hope Molinax. So if you wanna I'm still I still know my feelings about Hive, but I'm kinda hanging it's out hard. there.
2: I just I, I I was just talking to somebody else about this the other day. The thing about this is and I've been through, I'm old, so I've been through all the social media when they die. When the Twitter dies it it's gonna die and they all die. Facebook's gonna die someday. someday nobody's gonna want to use them and you, you it, it, and there's always like two or three that show up first and everybody's like, Mastodon, we gotta go to Mastodon Hive. There's gonna be like three or four more. And so like, it's like always good to like, maybe l- listen to see what they are. Maybe sign up for a couple of them, but don't get too committed till you see it. And, and, and after a while, the one that seems to be the most usable people will just sort of settle into and you'll see like, you'll be like, oh, okay, everybody's going to hive or they're going to whatever one pops up in the next couple of weeks that inevitably will. But yeah, it, you can just wait and see and eventually something will. so. so the internet lows a vacuum.
1: Yeah, like, um... Well, what happened was, like, everybody... Like, uh, uh, essentially the Star Wars, like, Twitter fandom was just like, we're going to Hive, so I went over there, and it's essentially the same thing. Um, the problem is, is that apparently only two people run Hive, and they were like, ah, influx of people! <laughs> so, like, I'm still feeling out Hive and how I feel about it, so... Um it's i so i, I but i'm enjoying Hive so far it's so much like twitter in a lot of ways i just i can't wait for it to have a desktop version because i actually don't use twitter oh they don't even phone. have a
2: desktop version okay so yeah
1: it's as of right it. now it's it's only phone at the moment so i i just can't wait um so yeah you can find me there currently but we'll see how it goes i've also gone back to the horrible tumblr which is geeky girl experience if you want well i haven't i never left tumblr but now everybody's back on tumblr and i'm like hey everybody's back (laughs) what's up um uh you can i'm also a contributor for dark side of the force where i'm gearing up to write a lot about bad batch i'm also a staff writer for the waffle which i have not been doing very good with that either my life's in shambles don't judge me um and I, but what's not in shambles is my my project that I'm working on, I love it so much. It's called for Light and Dice. It is a Star Wars Five e real play tabletop podcast. We are rolling dice. It's set in the High Republic. We're having so much fun. If you listen, I would love to know your feedback on it. Um, and we are just having the best time over there. We are reaching the end of the first story arc. And so our next session will be ending the first story arc and the plot has thickened from the last time we left we might have accidentally killed somebody um it wasn't our fault <laughs> um, and so i'm really enjoying for light and dice so you can find that wherever you listen to your podcast so go check that out and next week chris we start our commentaries yes. I, so um in case i know i know I we announced towards to this yeah so um i know we've already announced it, but announced it but i'm gonna say it again this year our commentaries is tackling another Lucasfilm project um, which is, well I guess technically it's Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm owns it now and the story was originally by George Lucas because I was reading a little bit about it today. And because I've never seen them all the way through, we're going to do the four Indiana Jones movies.
2: I think these are our four, first four Spielberg commentaries too.
1: I think so too. Um, but we're also going to do one extra thing. To get us ready for Tales of the Jedi, we're also going to be watching Princess Mononoke because that Kassan in that movie was a direct influence to the creation of Ahsoka Tano. So we will be doing Princess Mononoke and the four Indiana Jones movies, and we're going to start with Indiana Jones. So we're going to do five commentaries this time. It's going to be so much fun. I'm very excited. And yeah, so... Welcome to Holiday Commentaries, everybody, and then we'll start Tales of the Jedi and the Kenobi in the New Year. Woo!
2: You 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 a Spielberg fan? Did you... I you, you didn't really grow up in the prime of Spielberg, so...
1: It's... Well, I mean, I've, I've liked all those Spielberg movies I've seen, uh-huh. you know? I haven't... I can't think of any that I was just like, ew, gross, you know?
2: So, I just one. you never know, you never know.
1: Well, you know me, like, I'm not... Well, actually, here's the thing, you're ready. Because I haven't seen most movies, because I'm a, let's see, Steven Spielberg movies. Um, I've never seen any of the Jurassic Parks except for the one. I've only seen Jurassic Park three. That's the only Jurassic Park I ever saw because I was on a date. Um, I liked it.
2: I not Spielberg though.
1: Yeah, but then why did it come up when it said Spielberg?
2: He, he might have been a producer on it, maybe in some respect but he only directed the first two well
1: I've never <laughs> seen the first one so I've never seen the first uh, I've only seen bits and pieces of Jaws I've never watched it the whole way through never seen Close Encounters Um Ooh. I've s I saw E.T. when I was a child but I don't remember it because I was a child I've never seen it as an adult so I don't remember it Um Goonies is great um, that Spielberg
2: <laughs> produced huh? produced it but not he, not he was the
1: writer of the story
2: yeah he came up with it he was like the executive producer yeah guy, but yeah
1: Hook is one of my favorite movies of all time love Hook um, never seen Schindler's List um, I saw AI but I was young so I don't really remember it um, and as we're getting later on into his later stuff I haven't seen most of his later stuff too so I have seen Spielberg some, but not a lot.
2: <laughs> I'm really excited. I I'm very curious to see what, because like yeah, it's it's like Raider like it's interest. They're they're an interesting four movies that like uh, all I'll say about them is there's de- definitely like the odd number ones are held up as perfection classics, and I would say especially Raiders of the Lost Ark is kind of like a perfect movie to me, but it's so wrapped up in my consciousness and the third one but the the second one and the fourth one are scandalous there there's there's there they're, they're uh they're the 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 odd ones are more serious and the even ones are goofier and uh the the mileage varies on the goofiness so i i'm, I'm curious to see what and and like i'm also curious to see like um how like the character of Indiana Jones stands up to somebody who, who wasn't seen it in the you know early 80s. <laughs> mm-hmm. But they're they're great movies. They are they are like great action adventure movies. I'm very very curious to to, to and I'm looking forward to watching them again because I I love them all. I like them all, even the Crystal Skull movie that everybody talks shit about
1: yeah so we'll see how it goes next week yay yeah. all right you guys we will see you later have a good one and enjoy commentaries this year i'm excited
2: yay bye and expect one more week of well-rested chris on podcast <laughs>
1: <laughs> bye
2: bye everybody <laughs>
0: Visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com.